Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. listening or watching to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyash, your host. Today I am joined by Lux. Hello. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah. Do, do you want me to call you by Lux? or You can just, Lindsay, it's good. Cool. Yeah. Lindsay yeah. it is. All right, so how, <laughs> how, how are you? I am good. I am good. Um, feeling a bit different these days due to the circumstances but otherwise the sun is shining and I feel happy today's an exciting day being able to sit down and chat with you so right. okay, I'm doing pretty good yeah I've been wanting to do this for a while and things are very different right now with everything that's going on in the world um, as everyone can probably hear from the audio quality or can see we are not in the same room um, we are self-isolating because of COVID-19 um, but I still wanted to keep the show going and, um, you're slowly taking over Winnipeg. So I feel like you're an important oh my gosh. to have on the show. <laughs> I, remember, no. I, remember, I remember when you first came into, uh, I first remember when actually Elise from Manitoba Music mentioned you, how you had moved to Winnipeg and how you were really active and you really wanted to get involved. And I kind of like put some, I put like a little flag on the camera to think about her and then you were suddenly super involved with everything and you're performing and you're releasing and like it's real serious so um it's really cool to see and like now you're releasing recorded music and you're you're not wasting any time so I think it's kind of fun to have you as like the first video guest um on the show. Oh, so. Thank you no. that's also kind I don't know if the video will be able to show that I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. It's a good. It's a good thing, and I'm. It's. It is really nice to see when there are like new young faces on the scene, just like really like so passionate and and kind of reminding us like I'm not going to say older, but people who've been on the scene for a while, kind of like getting used to like the the routine. This someone new just comes in and takes over. Like, oh yeah, we got to keep doing things. So, <laughs> it's nice. So, um, keep doing what you're doing, and I'm sure like everyone is who's um, oh everyone is kind of affected by this, but are allowing themselves to just kind of like situate, get settled and then adapt. Cause that's what artists do. We see what's, what's in front of us and kind of do what we need to do. So I'm sure that you'll figure it out. Um, yeah, for sure. It's definitely, it feels so strange. I feel like, and time's gone by so quickly. I came, I'm actually in Kenora right now at my parents' house. Um, my sister and I drove home. I got laid off work, which was obviously a bummer. And um, we drove home on a Thursday, which I thought to myself, oh, this will just be, you know, a weekend or five days since I am off work. And it's almost going to be three <laughs> weeks later. Yeah. And I, yeah, I brought a weekend bag home. So um, it's just so strange to, yeah, I haven't been back to the city, but it's been great to be able to be active with everyone that I've met there through, um, 
these virtual mm-hmm. um, abilities that we have. So, yeah. so I've been very, very thankful for that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's a strange time for sure. It's it's so fascinating just how harmful the internet can be to for artists and just anyone in terms of like yeah. social media. But then it, right now it is so important to have. Like I, when I'm not on my phone, I feel very even more so disconnected with um, my friends and musicians. And it's nice to be able to go on and be like, oh, there's still people in the world. Yeah. Not just my, my partner and my cat. <laughs> yeah, and the cats, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. our pets too. We've become very close with them, which uh, my dog is obviously so pumped because we take her on probably three to four walks a day because, I mean, what else are we nice. going to Loving it. <laughs> yeah, my I think my cats are loving all the attention um I've, I've i'm not i've been very good with treats so I'm, I'm oh yeah over treating but we're, we're good <laughs> i feel like cats too they're probably happy but then they're probably like why are you all home mm-hmm. like can you leave now i know well cats one, are of, so <laughs> one of them particularly he's not like my he's like he kind of likes my partner a little bit more but the other two just love it like we they now sit on my lap all the time and they're napping with me and I'm I'm really actually really fortunate that we've developed a relationship a little bit more. Good. Than- this is good. This is positive for you and your cats. I'm, exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm happy if, for you. If, if I'm going to take anything away from this, this quarantine, it's like I have a better relationship with my cats. So yeah. yeah. I mean, that's great. <laughs> exactly. Congrats. So anyway, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about you uh, or a lot about you uh, and uh, your music. Um, how was, uh, how did you get involved in music? What was, how was music in your life growing up? Um, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Perfect. I feel like growing up, I always had music in my house. So I listened to a lot of classic rock, which I still am so inspired by and, and love listening to. Um, my dad always had stuff going on in the garage, you know, classic rock playing. Uh, we listened to a lot of the guests who and like Kiss and ACDC. I was really into Joan Jett because she was like this powerhouse and whatever. My parents loved that stuff. And so growing up, I always had music around the house, um, which was lovely. We were always dancing. Shania Twain was big. ABBA, that golden Mm -hmm. hits record that, yeah, we had that. ABBA was my first, I first got a Shania Twain cassette, um, Come On Over. And so that I had like the little um, karaoke, like it's a primary color, like karaoke box kind of. Mm -hmm. So I was so little in like a diaper walking around with that. Phenomenal. This is probably going way too far back. (laughs) No, no, no. no, Perfect. Music all around. We were always dancing and singing. And then um, I think like playing music really started for me when... um, I was about nine. I watched Back to the Future for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Michael J. Fox has that scene where he's at this dance and he plays um, Johnny Be Good. Uh, and it's awesome. And I think I decided then, well, I know I decided then, I was like, oh man, I want to do that. And then, um, so my parents were like, okay, like, wants to play the guitar, sure, we'll find, you know, a cheap guitar. And, um, I also got into these old videos of my mom. <laughs> She's going to love this. Um, <laughs> she did like this airbanding video when she was about 16 or 17. And this friend that they had was doing a lot of uh, 
like movie editing stuff. They were all just playing around. And so they made this super intense airband video. They were called ABCD and they made it look like they were touring and it just looked so awesome. And I was like, yeah, I want to be a rock star. That's it. Like I want to play music. So airbanding air is it like air guitar stuff? Like, yeah. So they called okay. it airbanding, but they, they weren't playing like the air. They had these instruments made out of cardboard and like my mom had pails. She was the drummer. <laughs> I've got to share this like on the social Amazing. media platform, like, this clip of this video. Um, but I remember watching that and like, oh my God, my mom's so cool. And they weren't even actually playing, but yeah. I think I just, I don't know. I just always loved like horsing around and playing That's music. That's so cool. <laughs> I feel like that's really good content for like a music video. Like you could ask your parents if you could incorporate that into one of your own music videos. Like that would be so cool. I 100% should do that. She's got about like four or five friends that did it too. So I'll have to reach out to all of them and I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I think that would be so fun. And it. if you do like a nostalgia <laughs> thing and maybe even like you're watching it when you're a kid or something and then you start doing it and yeah, that, that would, would be really be cool. cool. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Maybe they'd all come back. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep this in the segment. Come yeah. back, A, B, C, D, reunion yeah. tour. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I love that you brought up the Shania Twain thing. My sister was the same way. Um, and she was so, she's like four and she'd just like run around. She's like, man, feel like a woman. Yeah, she's like woman. four. <laughs> so there's definitely okay. an era of like, of, of young women who were all feeling like a woman when they were like. Oh, yeah. Nice, great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> um, so you, you saw, um, Michael, Michael B, Michael, Michael Fox, whatever Michael his name. Fox. Yeah. 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 Michael B. Fox. <laughs> and did you think that you were going to be doing, always going to be doing rock or did you, did you want to do more country like Shania? Like what were your original plans and, and how did you transition to the music you're making today? Um, I feel like I always wanted to play rock um, because that was what I really enjoyed listening to the most. I loved Shania and I loved ABBA, but I could never like see myself playing that kind of music maybe that's wrong I've played in cover bands and we've done lots of that and it's been so much fun but I feel like I was always inspired to be like like I've always looked up to like Pat Benatar and and Joan Jett like they were always when I was really little they were like the coolest mm -hmm. um so I feel like that, and when I first started writing music, I was probably about 12, and I was writing a lot of really angsty stuff. Like, I would look into my diary, and I'd be, like, grounded a lot. I was such a brat, so mouthy. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, Mom and Dad. Like, I was so bad, but I was grounded all the time, so I, like, wrote songs about being grounded, and, like, this boy's cute, but I never noticed, and, you know, it was so dramatic, and then, but it was really angsty, so I was like, this is not, like, this can't be a country song this is a rock song you know right. um and like three chords like the same three <laughs> chords um rock music. and then I stopped writing music for a while and was playing this like um rock stuff in cover bands which was really fun um and, but I was focusing a lot on playing classical guitar because I was looking to go to university um for music and I found programs around Kenora um, like in Manitoba and even different schools in Ontario, it was primarily classical or jazz based. And I found like my voice wasn't really ready to perform in a post-secondary uh, institution. And I, but I loved playing guitar. So I focused a lot on that and it, it was super time consuming because it's so intricate and, and wonderful, but it takes a lot of work. And so mm -hmm. I wasn't really writing. 
And then I applied to um, go to school in Ottawa at Carleton. And I realized that they had, you could take your bachelor in music, but um, you specialize under songwriting. So I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to start writing again. So I sort of hunkered down for like two months and, and wrote all this really dramatic stuff and then was able to choose what I wanted to focus on, which I was so grateful for. Uh, and I chose songwriting because I felt like I could really express, express pardon me, um, what I wanted to musically. And it gave me, uh, I feel like it just gave me more wiggle room to learn more music that I just really enjoyed performing. Not that I don't enjoy classical, it's beautiful, but um, it just wasn't what I was passionate yeah. about. Um, yeah, so I'm grateful yeah. that, yeah. Speaking to a classically trained pianist who had to go to school for classical, I totally get that. Like I, I, I went in knowing that classical music wasn't my passion, but it really was the only program in Manitoba yeah. that I could. So I, I get that. Oh, what I'm really fascinated in this idea of focusing on songwriting because I had looked at many programs um, in, in songwriting, but I couldn't leave Manitoba. I was, I wasn't confident yeah. enough. So when you were in school, what were some things that you you learned that really transformed and strengthened your songwriting? Um, I was really fortunate. I uh, was able to study privately with um, Lynn Miles. I always say this Juno award-winning Lynn Miles. Yeah. Uh, she's a phenomenal songwriter. And I remember that um, I was working with somebody else at the time and she did a master class uh, and, and I had chosen to go to it because it was a songwriting master class. And I was just taken away by how she was talking about you know, being on a bus and always carrying like a notepad and just seeing something and writing it down because it inspired her or because it was weird or because it made her uncomfortable. And so, and these things just sound so like if you're a passionate writer, I, I was thinking in my head like, oh my God, am I not cut out for this? I don't do that. And so I approached her after and I said, I need to study with you. Do you have any opening slots? She's like, well, like I'm pretty booked up with Carlton. And I said, like, I'll do anything. So, um, I just felt like I really connected with her. She was really, you know, powerful and passionate about, you know, being a woman in music and and writing music that she found meant something and she wasn't writing for anyone else. She was writing for herself. And I found that I was writing music about other people's um, situations and other people's relationships. Like I wasn't finding a lot of inspiration um, through myself. And I never really thought about it before. I just wrote what, I don't know what I was thinking about or, you know, what I thought would be cool or thought would reach, you know, an emotion yeah. in an audience or something. And so I think the biggest thing that I learned from Lynn was that just to be comfortable writing about everything, writing about the things that make you uncomfortable and sort of feeling every type of emotion um, while trying to create art in order to make super honest art. And so I think her teaching me that like your best work will come out in your true honesty and like your true self is what's going to, you know, better you as a, as an artist. I know it sounds so cliche, but I found like I was really struggling writing music. And then when I started writing stuff, that was really honest about myself. People were like, Oh, I, I like that song. You know, like a few right. people said to me, Oh, I really relate to that line in your song. And I thought, Oh my God, what? 
<laughs> but that's about me. Life? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think just being really honest and, and working hard. She, she sort of kicked my butt. Um, I remember I'd, I'd go to her sometimes and she'd say, what did you do this week? And I was like, well, am I, you know, sort of like beat around the bush and I had done nothing. And she was like, uh, are you serious about this or what? So essentially the, if you don't use it, you lose it kind of thing. And she was very good at talking about, you know, some, sometimes you're not going to be effortlessly creative. Like you'll have points in when you're writing that you just, you, you find a block and that's okay. But if you're really serious about it, don't, don't stop doing it. Right. So I carry a notepad with me now everywhere. And that's <laughs> good. That's a good, down. yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like it was that just, just, just different experiences. I, I had just never spoken to someone who, who also had written music as a career um, mm. and treated it more as a job than just like a hobby. So, so I feel like I learned, yeah, just to be the, the biggest thing <laughs> circling right. back to that tangent is just to be totally true in, in, in what I'm doing. And um, yeah, I, that's what I've tried out now. So right. we'll see how goes <laughs> and that it, it I, I hear so much about honesty and and um being able to share the, those really vulnerable points as someone who has really struggles with that and I know many people do how did you kind of break down and get and get settled into being able to share these vulnerable points not just write them down and like in a cohesive thought but be able to write them down in like a sentence that makes sense and then be able to perform it and share it with other people because that's that can be t- terrifying <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think it still is. I, I don't know. It, <laughs> um, I recorded this song when I was at school and it was called, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> um, but my local radio station started playing it and it was about like a friend's relationship. Like it wasn't about my own relationship with my partner. And I remember, um, Jacob coming to me and saying, so my aunt heard the song and called my mom and said, is is Jacob okay? Like, and I thought, oh my god, people are thinking I'm so <laughs> terrible just to like release yeah. this awful song about my relationship. So I think that it's just like always having something funny to say about you know a song. If someone comes to you and be like, wow, that's like super intense, like kind of crazy, you know, right. made you put that out or something. Just being like, well, you know, like it's a story. It's it's all just a story, and so whether it's my story which it usually is but some cases it's not or it's like a you know story that's been adapted just to say like just a story and if someone can relate to it or or finds it funny or you know even hates it it's just it's just art I guess I don't know it is nerve-wracking playing stuff and releasing stuff is terrible I I love it but I like release days are just like my anxiety is through the roof it's a whirlwind of emotion yeah but I think just knowing that like some people are going to really like stuff and some people aren't going to like stuff. And it's easier said than done. I'll watch this clip of me saying this back when I'm right. feeling like everyone yeah. hates what I put out, but um, it, yeah, not everyone's going to love your stuff. So I think just taking a deep breath and performing it or releasing it. Mm-hmm. You just, I don't know. It's- I still have to work on it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think everyone is always going to be a little um, hard on themselves and, and, and worried about that because like, we want people to like us and 
we want again we're artists we're, we're looking for that validation and yeah absolutely um, like aren't like my emotions are valid and it can be hard when people don't resonate with it so i, I totally get i'm gonna look back on this clip and be like listen to yourself <laughs> no, we're, this is for us <laughs> yeah right yeah we're talking to each other yeah. um so you're talking about sometimes you won't have you'll have these kind of blocks or these struggling times in songwriting what do you do to motivate yourself or inspire yourself to try to get out of these blocks or um, push through these these hard times um honestly I look at the people that the artists that I look up to I totally just binge on their success um because I found that I did a lot of comparing when I was deciding to take this seriously as you know a career like I I know I love playing music I know I love writing music I'm gonna just do it um but I was constantly comparing myself to other people that you know, seemed like they were more successful or, you know, I, I could relate to them at some point, but they were doing so much better or whatever. Um, I find that I compare myself a lot and, um, I was really toxic and I, and I felt like everyone is at a different stage. Everyone has a different way of writing. Everyone has a different, you know, timeline and to compare yourself is just going to hold you back. Um, so I find like when I'm in that mindset um, of comparing myself to other people or comparing my project to other people or a song or whatever that I find like I get really discouraged and I don't write at all um, but just really looking at the people that inspire me musically and thinking like oh gosh look at look at what they're doing this is amazing and being like happy for them or being inspired by what they're doing will make me think like oh I'll kick my own butt I've got a you know, I'll never achieve it if I don't do it. So I think sometimes I just like force myself to write and some stuff's really bad and some stuff sticks or some stuff I just write and throw away and look back later and think, oh yeah, that's just awful. But just sort of to keep, like I'll have a lazy day and then, or a lazy week or the past two weeks have not been <laughs> super productive, but um hopefully this conversation will make me kick my own butt. But I think just, yeah, being really, um, I feel like I'm always inspired. So just using that inspiration to channel it. Yeah. Get, get moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's like it's not, yeah, my you know, music's not going to write itself. I don't want people to do it for me necessarily. I like working with other people, but if I'm not doing anything, it's not just going to be handed to me on a, you know, on an ice cream sundae or oh. yeah. I wish yeah. it was but I know right like, <laughs> you know, I just I, yeah I'm, I'm trying to record my my own music especially while in isolation it's one of my goals and I'm like well they're not really nice. done songs so I'm like well you have to finish writing these songs before you can really record them so and <laughs> yeah. the only one who's going to write them is you so yeah exactly and I think and it's important to remember everyone who's listening or watching um that you can't beat yourself up on not being productive right now. This is a very yeah. unique time. Like yeah. if you're if you're not writing right now, you're not writing right now. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's like I love to beat myself up about things. Like I'm I'm the same. I love to compare. I work in a in an industry where, where I'm seeing a lot of artists thrive and be successful and in, in making yeah. music. And so mm -hmm. I'm constantly reminded <laughs> that I'm not doing stuff, and it can be hard. And so especially yeah. with everyone being on social media now, you're really seeing a lot of of that and maybe not doing as much so don't beat yourself up about it um so 
maybe this is more relevant to before all of this happened, but maybe not. Um, what is your average week or your, what does your schedule look like with music in it? Like, how are you keeping it in your life? What are you doing to make sure that you're working on it? Like, do you only work on it once a week? Do you try to work on it every day? How are you keeping music involved in your life? Um, I always have the intention I, at the beginning of my week, I write out everything that I want to accomplish. And I was working a full-time job uh, in order to fund my full-time job of playing music. So it, it was sort of always busy. Um, but I always try to make it um, that I write something every day, whether it's just a line or a concept or an idea um, or like a chord progression that I, you know, liked or whatever. Lots of times it wouldn't happen. Um, but I just try to do something once a day like that. And uh, I try to get in some applied theory on my instrument. So I play guitar and I really, really want to work at being the, the best uh, instrumentalist that I can be while focusing on writing it and performing and singing my music as well. Um, so I generally try to do some online lessons. Um, Haley Powers does a, like a series of lessons. So I have some ebook stuff that I've been going through. Um, so that's been fun. And then I just try to practice. So, uh, just like this, if we have an upcoming show, just the set list or uh, try to find a couple new covers that would make upcoming set lists interesting, you know, just trying to keep things rolling and new. Um, I really want to write new music and, and present new tunes to the band. Um, so I've been focusing on that, but yeah, generally just trying to do something musical every day. And honestly, it doesn't always happen because like, I don't know, being a grown up is hard. <laughs> You've got lots of stuff that you got to do. You have to eat, sleep, you know, right. work. Um, so I just try to make sure that music is involved in my week as much as it can be because um yeah, I just always have that fear of if I'm not using it I'll lose it so right and I don't and I don't want that to happen so has it been easier now that you are in self-isolation or for sure I mean parts of it yes parts of it, no I'm living with my parents again and my sister's home and, and we have a, a smallish house now we downsized once we essentially moved out but <laughs> surprise we're back mm -hmm. um so it's been, yeah, lots of time to do it for sure. Um, so I, I have been playing and practicing, which is, it's felt really nice to be able to do that. It's almost uh, like looking on the bright side of this sort of terrible, unexpected situation is that I do have the time to do the things that I'm always complaining that I don't have the time to do, which is really be involved in, in writing new music and practicing. So um, out of all of that, out of all of this, pardon me, I'm very blessed that um, the universe has given me time. I'm right. grateful my family's healthy as of now, and so um, we don't have worries yet uh, in that department, which I'm grateful for. So I'm able to to guilt-free be working on music, and I'm not working, so I don't have any other excuse, really. <laughs> right, yeah. But, like, some days I don't, of course, because, I mean, Netflix and... Um, wine yeah. <laughs> food I don't know you know it's just been it's been the different times so I think yeah. we're all just sort of coping with this new lifestyle and the uncertainty of it like how long is this gonna last 
Should I really get my button gear because it's going to end, you know, like it's just, um, yeah, different times. But I think I have been able to be more productive musically That's since it's not working. Yeah. Do you find that because you're living back at home, you're reverting to that, that angsty teenage voice or is it, is it... <laughs> no not so much um I don't Give know time. how my mom's feeling about it uh, right. she might be feeling like it's this old angsty teenage self but uh no I no <laughs> right so for maybe maybe some people are using this time to really kind of dive in and actually perfect their art and like maybe I'm going to learn my instrument maybe I'm going to start writing my music do you have any advice for people who might be just be starting out oh um yeah just I think um do one thing a day that like excites you musically I think that writing a huge to-do list um and trying to achieve everything when starting out or even now is just like unrealistic you know, I feel like for myself, I always put so much pressure on um, finishing things and getting everything accomplished and your days don't always go the way that you plan them to. So I think just setting, you know, really easy standards for uh, a new musical journey is, is a really good way to look at it. Not putting tons of pressure on yourself, but just doing what um, makes you really happy or excites you. So if it's like learning a lick, on the guitar or learning a song on piano or, or writing a poem that you have intention of putting to music someday or writing something on your instrument and with the intention of maybe writing lyrics later, like just doing things that make you happy, starting off with really small goals. And then if, if you have more time in your day or more motivation, then keep going, but right. not setting unrealistic standards to achieve these unrealistic goals. I feel like that's where I'm always at as I set these huge standards that I just never accomplished. And then that gets really discouraging. I feel like, what the heck am I doing? And you know, yeah. So yeah. Nice one, of the, one of the first few days in my self-isolation it's I've been in isolation for a month now. Uh, I set at a really long list of things. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to, I'm going to learn ukulele. I'm going to clean out my closet. I'm going to do, and I've done some of it, but I'm like, seeing just how much I've actually put on this list and like this is really unrealistic I really think I'm more productive than I am and I also just got Animal Crossing so I'm not being very productive so. that's a game I've seen it I don't what is it is it on your phone can you get it on your phone I think you can get like a, a small like app version on your phone but it's like a switch game I think you can also get it on your computer maybe but it's a it's a switch game one of my best girlfriends she's in isolation in Sudbury and her and her partner are playing it and I hear about it all the time and uh, I should check it out or maybe yeah. I shouldn't because then I won't get anything done. It, de it depends. Like I, I never played an Animal Crossing game before and it is fairly grindy. Like you have to, it's like, it's, it can take up a lot of time. Oh. Um, so if you have a lot of time right now, this like it's kind of like the perfect game for that. But um, I shouldn't because I know I'll just get obsessed, you know? Mm -hmm. And like oh, when I first sorry. got it, I spent like maybe eight hours in the game like I'm not oh even talking okay. so it's a lot okay I'll take this into consideration when I'm when I'm contemplating yeah what are your what are your priorities what are your where are your values do you want to come out saying you did some music stuff or do you want to come out saying you put like 30 hours towards a game like that's true yeah I think with everything we've talked about it's gonna be music it has to, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I'm yeah so just think about it I mean it's a fun game I'm not gonna lie so um let's think about uh, or let's talk about like what, what 
your plans are in preparation for after all of this. Um, is there any plans that you have had to put on hold since all of this or things that you're still going forward with, even though we're not doing live shows or touring? Yeah, it's been sort of disappointing in ways because um, I feel like things have really started to pick up a little bit for us in Winnipeg. I, I just moved in September uh, to Winnipeg and things were slow to start. Obviously, um, I was new to the city. I, I didn't know a lot of people in the industry, so I was really hustling, trying to meet new people and <laughs> like really embarrassingly trying to make new friends. Like, going places. No, it was oh, cute. It was friends. cute. I remember that. You're like, let's just be friends. And I'm like, okay. Um, so we've had some really exciting uh, performance opportunities that um, have either been canceled or deemed postponed. You know, we're waiting for further notice. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's sort of been, it was all really exciting stuff. And, and, and now it's sort of, you know, disappointing and, and sad. But I think everyone's in the same boat, you know. So yeah. um, here I would go comparing, but we're all in this together. Um, so yeah, that was sort of discouraging. Um, and we had plans to release the EP this month, um, that we pushed back because I was really unsure when all of this went down, whether, um, certain releases were going to be like appropriate or not just with everything. I know a lot of people are, are struggling a lot more than I am or than my, than my band is right now. So, um, I just really wanted to wait to see what other musicians were doing um, to sort of be able to gauge whether an upcoming release would be appropriate or not. And after uh, talking to um, some friends in the industry, we decided to go forth with the release just a little bit later. So um, I know we won't be playing a release show soon to follow up with the EP, but we've been encouraged to continue to release. So we've got that set up for May 1st, which is really exciting. It's exciting. Um, yeah, it's sort of interesting because I've worked the past year and a bit on this project and it's, it's taken a lot of time and effort and it was a, a really big investment. So to sort of um, have your plans altered a little bit, it sort of shakes um, the system, but it, it's just something that you sort of just have to pick up and roll with. Um, mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that we're still able to release it and that we still have everything to release. Um, so I think at this time we're just looking at this release, um, hopefully going, you know, well reaching some people and hopefully being something that people need. Maybe they'll listen to it and think, oh, I really needed some music to, to dislike today. Or maybe they'll listen <laughs> to it and go, oh, I really needed this music because I like it or, you know, right. whether it just brings some emotion to somebody. I think that that's our goal mm -hmm. now. Um, so hopefully we'll get release shows set up for when things lift. I don't know how long that'll be. I really miss um, playing with my band. I miss you guys. <laughs> um, but we've been doing like chats and everything. So I think my goal um, through all of this is just to be able to write new music to bring to the table. So it can just be like really exciting, um, ready to work hard when I'm able to see and practice with the band again, uh, to play shows again. So just taking um, advantage of online opportunities uh, so entering different, um, 
online meetings just to sort of start learning a little bit more, taking this time to educate myself with I, grant writing is something that I really want to be better at. So um, yeah, just keeping in touch with people. And I feel like at this time, even though shows have been postponed and releases have been postponed, it's been a great time to sort of get to know other musicians through their live streams and through what they've been posting about what they're doing on this uh, during this time. So I think um, it'll be what we make it, but it's been really positive experience musically for me, I think. Actually, I just said it out loud now, but I think I mean it. Mm -hmm. I do mean it. It has been really positive. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So unfortunately about some exciting shows, but being postponed or canceled, uh, hopefully we can make up for lost time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope so. Everyone's planning for the fall. So hopefully we're, we're ready by then. Yeah. Um, do you have any plans to do any live stream? Like I know you don't have your, your band, but do you, have you considered performing solo um, on, on the internet? Yeah. Um, I'm just looking into some opportunities there. So hopefully I can get something put together, um, practice a little set or do like a, I don't know, like a cover set or something would be fun because I don't get to do it all that often. So uh, I have been considering a live stream or doing like a series of recorded videos, maybe just to put out some music for people because I know everyone's not everyone, but a lot of people are on the internet right now. And uh, I've been loving seeing all of my music peers posting. Um, so if I can do that too and, and have someone enjoy it, that would be great. So yeah, I think I should, I don't have anything lined up um, right now, but I'll keep everyone in the loop when I decide to do something, which good. this is good. This is a kick in my butt. I'm going to do it. Right now, I have video footage of you saying it, so you can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't. We, did, we were really fortunate um, sort of before all of this got super, super serious here. Uh, we were able to play live at the Roslyn um, right. with the Village Idiots. And that was amazing. That experience was so wonderful. And I feel like I'm still on this floating high from it. I just feel like it was so magical. So uh, we have that live performance circling around. If you haven't seen it and you want to, it's out there. But um, to everyone listening or watching. So that was great. Um, Everyone, I had a lot of friends and family in isolation already at that point, and they were able to watch it. And uh, so I get to relive that and remember how much, I mean, I don't need that to remember how much I love playing with my band, but um, solo for now, I'll have to do some live streams too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've committed to it here. It's good. And, and <laughs> it's fun to experiment. And there now there are so many resources online about how, how to set it up and yeah. you can do it just with like an iPad or your phone, or you can go in more intense with like an audio interface and everything. So there are so many different things to experiment with. Um, I've seen some people do like really cool lighting and Ooh, yeah. um, backdrops. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think it is also cooler with this focus on like the, the online aspect. Cause then you can, if you pursue um, a platform that has a more, uh, I guess, fluid audience, meaning like if you go on like social media, you're going to be, directly to your fans and if that's what you want that's great but if you go on something like twitch where there are people, where random people will fall in and stumble in on your on your stream you might have an, um, a potential to access different uh, a different yeah. audience that you might never have access before so it's kind of cool in that way too um Fair, yeah gotta look at the positives at this point yeah right? absolutely <laughs> um so so 
what is one song that you cannot wait to perform live? Only once you get back into it. What's one that you, maybe it's your personal song, maybe it's a cover. Um, that I cannot wait to perform live. Uh, <laughs> this will come as no surprise to my bandmates for saying this, but we talked about doing um, more covers by the Cars. Of course. I was going to say, it's probably the Cars. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think I look forward to doing like they're all going to be like, oh my God, why did you say this? But um, I, I want to do like a car set. Uh, so I I kind of hope that that can get going at some point. Um, but I've really been loving, we brought uh, my guitar player and I, uh, Cole Zablowski, we decided that we would bring an older song that I wasn't super into playing. Um, it's called Wild, Wildflower. I wrote it in university. And I just like didn't love the arrangement that I had for it. and. Uh, I started playing it. We, we brought it into a set like before um, sort of all this went down and the new arrangement that we have for it is, is um, really exciting. It's my favorite arrangement that we've done of it so far. So uh, I, I like playing the song now and uh, I'm excited to play it again um, when we get back together, like working on that arrangement a little bit. And uh, yeah, so that and the cars. Always the cars. Always the cars. Where did this this love for the cars come from, actually? Now that we're on the topic. Um my dad always listened to the cars. And so and we I mean he wasn't like playing their greatest that. hits all the time, but it was always on like his whatever was playing in the garage or in the basement. There was always like a cars song here and there. And I just like really loved the sound. Um and every song is like a new adventure, I feel like. So uh, for me, I just like really hooked on them. And I feel like it was just only a few years ago. Like I was probably a few years ago, <laughs> more than a few. Uh, I was probably like 18 when I decided like, I think these would like probably rank as my favorite band, these guys. And then um, Rio Case, I just passed away. Um, so that was sort of like, just gave me more inspiration to just keep playing their stuff because they're phenomenal and, and not everyone knows about them. I, I mean, I feel like everyone knows about them, but some people don't. And so um, if we can keep playing their stuff and people keep enjoying it, it's, it's nice. I know a lot of people, we do some covers or whatever and they'll say, Oh, I, I know that song. Like I can't believe you played it or I didn't know yeah. anyone else knew that song. So, um, but I think they're an amazing um, power pop band. And, I just love them. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like, I don't think I have a favorite band. Like I, I shipped and this is, I think that's nice. I know. When people yeah. Have that. And that's how I feel too. I, I, you know, I have so many different artists that I look up to and I have like top favorites or whatever, but someone had asked me if, if you could pick one band that you'd want to see, or that was your favorite that you hadn't seen before. Um, I think I would choose the cars. Like I just love playing their stuff and I love listening to their stuff. There's not a lot of bands that I feel like I can play their stuff and enjoy it as much as listening to it. That sounds really terrible. And that's not how no. I meant it to sound. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I feel like you can't replicate some music that you like listening to. And I don't think we can like in any means compare to the cars, obviously, but playing their stuff, we've sort of made it. Um, special for our project and I think that that's what I feel the most connection to that's awesome 
Okay, and we're going to end with the card. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> I think we should end uh, the show. For people who are on the uh, listening on the podcast, we're going to listen, or sorry, the radio station. We're going to listen to Do I Think About You Too Much, where you actually reference the cars um, in one of the yeah. words. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's really, um, that's, that's, I think that's a good way to end the show. Uh, so people who are now in love with you and want to hear more about uh, about you and your music, uh, where can they find you on the internet and online? That's where most of us are right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we're most active on Instagram right now. So uh, at Lux Music. And we've got the Facebook page up. Um, a few singles from our upcoming EP available on all streaming platforms. Um, I think right now I have our new video linked on my social media but we've got our band camp up as well um yeah so all over the interweb mm -hmm. and i'll make sure to include links to that on the the youtube video or on the website for those of you who are listening um by Great. a podcast or youtube so it'll be all easily uh, accessible um so thank you so much for doing this uh thank you so much for having me this yeah. has been so fun yeah I, I i'm i'm glad that i'm jumping back into the interviews this whole quarantine thing has been has really thrown off a lot of stuff for everyone and doing the video portion is a lot of fun so if you are listening to the podcast or to the radio uh show if you go to the winnipeg music project youtube page you can actually find this interview and hopefully more uh soon to come and uh, I really look forward to seeing what you do um, with your music. And I, I know that you'll go far because you're very passionate. And I don't think uh, you're going to take no for an answer for anything. So <laughs> thank you. Well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. I, I love Winnipeg. I have to say that everyone's so amazing. I think I, I was on the fence about making the move. And I, I really think I made the right decision. Good, it's an yeah. amazing city. Mm -hmm. We're very lucky to have you. So, oh, uh, gosh. So. <laughs> Uh, thank, thank you, you. Every, thank you, everyone, for watching or listening or tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project. Um, thank you to UMFM for helping uh, putting this all together. Uh, tune in next week for another interview with a local music maker. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.